Hello, hello, and welcome back to Love, Joy, and Languages, a podcast about loving languages and finding joy in learning them. I am Heidi, the host of this show, and today I'm here to talk about fluency. And I'm just going to jump right in with my own point of view regarding this very big, ever-present word. For anyone new to the show, I started learning languages at age 33, and my goal, of course, was fluency. I wanted to become fluent in Italian, and I knew anything less just wouldn't be enough. And since I was living in Italy at the time, I thought I could get there in a year or so, because immersion. Once I had lived in Italy for a year, and I was still very much in the beginner levels of the language, the amount of pressure I felt to reach fluency was intense. Not only were my inner thoughts constantly on how fluent I wasn't, but I also started getting a lot of questions from others, especially my children's teachers, questions that implied that I should be fluent by then. You know, that, and how long have you been here now? With undertones and sideways glances of, and you still can't speak the language? And in all fairness, most of those undertones and sideways glances were probably made up in my head. I judged myself for not being fluent, so I definitely assumed everyone else was judging me too. I was so desperate to be fluent once I hit that one-year mark that I went to Google one day and typed in how to become fluent in Italian fast. I'm really not sure what I was hoping to find that day. I mean, some resources that would make me fluent or a language learning trick I'd been missing all along, perhaps. But maybe deep down, what I really wanted was some sort of something to talk me down, to normalize this fluency desperation I was feeling and tell me that I'll get there as long as I just keep going. But unfortunately, I didn't find either of those things, and it took about two more years for me to get a grasp on this goal of fluency. And by grasp, I mean hold on to it and throw it in the trash, because it was a crap goal, honestly. But why was it a crap goal? Let's dig in. The first question I have to ask is, what is fluency anyway? Let's start there. Webster's Dictionary defines fluency as the quality or state of being fluent. It then defines fluent as capable of moving with ease or grace, effortlessly smooth and flowing, and for language specifically, Webster says, using a language easily and accurately. On the surface, these definitions sound about like what we all probably think of fluency to mean— being able to speak the language, right? We all know someone who's learned a new language to fluency, being able to move with ease and effortlessly flowing through sentences. But even these definitions don't account for the reality of speaking a language fluently. The first definition, the quality or state of being fluent. The state of being fluent. A state of being something isn't static, right? It isn't fixed. I am currently in a state of contentment creating this episode, but an hour ago I was in a state of stress helping my son work through a tantrum. In science, there are three states that people are most familiar with anyway, but three states in which matter can exist, solid, liquid, and gas. And the state changes depending on a release or absorption of energy, think ice, water, and vapor. So Webster's basic definition of fluency as a state of being fluent is really key to parsing out what fluency is not. Fluency is not a stationary place. No matter what thoughts or visions you've had of reaching fluency, it isn't a fixed point that once reached you can say, okay, now I'm fluent. I speak with ease and accuracy in every situation under every level of energy or emotion. 
going back to the states of matter, solid, liquid, and gas, I said that matter changes state depending on one of two things. When temperatures are lowered and cooling happens, thermal energy is released from the matter. So there's a loss of energy, which leads to a state change. Think water to ice. When temperatures are raised and matter is heated up, thermal energy is absorbed, leading to a change of state. Think ice to water. Now, think about what happens to your speaking or understanding abilities when your energy changes. I speak best and hence have my italki lessons in the morning. After I've gone for a walk outdoors, I've had coffee and eaten breakfast, and my energy is pretty high. But what happens in the evening when I've worked or studied for several hours, spent time with the kids, helping with their homework, working through fights or tantrums, preparing dinner, making a million decisions? I'm exhausted. My energy is low, and I can't easily or effortlessly put together a sentence in Italian or German. This happens to all of us at one point or another, whether we consider ourselves fluent or not. Heck, it even happens to me in my native language. At the end of those days, when I'm completely drained of energy, I can't even easily and effortlessly put together an accurate sentence in English. The other night, I told my daughter to broom her hair instead of brush it. Yesterday, I handed my son a bowl of strawberries and said, here's your ice cream. Does that mean I'm not fluent in my native language? Of course not. Fluency is a state of being, which is not fixed and constant in every situation and energy level. And because fluency isn't a fixed, static place of being, there is no point in time when we can definitively say, I'm fluent now. I wasn't fluent a minute ago, but now I am fluent. This one word I learned or verb tense I now mastered took me over the edge to fluency. It just doesn't happen that way. And because it isn't fixed, it's not a good goal. It's a good ideal. It's a good state to imagine and visualize for your future, but it isn't a goal. Good, reachable goals are easily definable by time, by a point in time. I have a goal of running 10 kilometers and I train for it. There will be a moment in time when I take that final step to finish the 10th kilometer. I have a goal to learn 1,000 words, so I start learning and reviewing. There will be a moment in time when I learn that 1,000th word. I set a goal of studying German for five hours a week. There will be a moment when I complete the fifth hour. But fluency doesn't work like that because fluency itself is fluid. Sometimes it rises and sometimes it falls. Sometimes it's stable and sometimes it's turbulent. Sometimes it flows with the current or conversation. And sometimes it has to move around obstacles standing in its way. And that brings me to the second thing that fluency is not. Fluency isn't static or fixed, and fluency isn't perfection. More pointedly, fluency is not the absence of mistakes. We all know this on a conscious level, I think. Even perfectionists try to avoid the word perfection because there's always someone there to call us out, remind us that no one is perfect. But are we secretly thinking perfect speaking without mistakes is really what we're after? Honestly, for most of my language learning life, that's been me. I have friends who probably have a low intermediate level of English, and I consider them fluent because we can carry on a variety of conversations with ease. They make mistakes, like saying, he said me, instead of he told me, or he said to me. Or maybe they use an incorrect past participle, I have went, instead of I have gone. Or use the present tense when talking about the past. It doesn't matter because I, as the native speaker, understand them, and it doesn't halt the conversation in any way. I think of them as fluent in English. 
Now switch the scenario where I'm the intermediate Italian speaker. I use the wrong object pronoun, use a feminine article with a masculine noun, or mess up an irregular verb ending. I definitely do not feel fluent by any stretch of the imagination. Even if the other person understands me, even if the conversation keeps flowing with no break, I still don't think of myself as fluent, not even situationally fluent. I, like many of you, or maybe all of you, hold myself to a higher standard. It's easy to consider others as fluent when we understand them. We aren't focused on other people's mistakes. We're focused on their ability to communicate with us, the ease with which they can articulate a concept or a thought, effortlessly flowing, as Webster's definition says, not flawlessly flowing. I know this can seem counterintuitive, especially if this is your first time hearing a, I don't know, characterization of fluency. But fluency is not the absence of mistakes, and it's important that we don't try internally holding ourselves to a higher standard of perfection. So fluency isn't fixed. It isn't the absence of mistakes. And the last point I want to make about what fluency is not is fluency is not a level. I remember when I first learned about the U.S. Foreign Services Institute's language levels of proficiency. The FSI defines six levels of proficiency, from zero, no proficiency, complete beginner, to five. In the FAQs on the website, level five represents a highly articulate, well-educated native speaker. Not just native speaker, but a highly articulate one. I immediately thought, I'm going to reach level five in Italian. Now keep in mind, I was very much still a beginner, maybe around a level one, according to their scale, and I'd been living in Italy, self-studying the language for, I don't know, six months to a year. And the only acceptable goal for me was to reach level five, highly articulate, well-educated native speaker level. I kept reading about this proficiency scale, and over and over, I found that level five is more or less unattainable for non-native speakers. I read that it's not necessary to reach level five because, of course, one can live and work in the language around level three. But as a perfectionist, only level five would be acceptable for me. In my mind, with respect to fluency, level five was the only level that would mean I was fluent. How could I stop learning or stop reaching for more, knowing there's more of the language out there? I really thought this. This is how I saw the concept of fluency the highest level of proficiency. And I think a lot of well-meaning, highly motivated language learners, especially those starting their first foreign language, especially those who are perfectionists, I think this is how we view fluency. We equate it to the highest level of proficiency, defined by international standards, and we set our sights on that. And again, it was always okay for me if someone else called themselves fluent at a lower level of proficiency, like level three, according to the FSI, or B2, according to the Common European Framework of References. But for me, that wouldn't be okay. Again, I secretly held myself to a higher standard because anything less than the highest level wasn't enough. It wouldn't be fluent for me. So you can see why this way of thinking is dangerous. It's also interesting because over and over, I see people asking on social media, what level is fluent? What level do you have to reach before you can say you're fluent? And the answers are pretty wide-ranging. Using CEFR standards, many say B2, some say B1, others C1 or C2, and some say it depends. There is no standardized level we all agree is fluent. There is no level where fluency is consistently reached by the majority of language learners. 
So one thing that's very clear is that fluency is not a level. Having level goals is great. You can find material targeting a language level. You can take an exam to prove your level, and it gives you a good idea of what types of things you need to study next. But equating fluency to those level goals is more likely to leave you disappointed, and it'll definitely leave you focusing on the wrong thing. So fluency is not fixed at every energy level and in every situation. Fluency is not perfect or the absence of mistakes. And fluency is not reaching a specific level of proficiency. So if these are things that fluency is not, then what is it? Quite honestly, I don't think anyone can really pin it down. And I think this is because it's an abstract concept and it's something that grows with us over time. Fluency is a state of using a language easily and accurately. But what if we removed one tiny word from that dictionary definition? Fluency is a state of using a language easily and accurately. Or fluency is a state of using language easily and accurately. A very subtle difference, but are we trying to use a language easily and accurately? An entire language? Every aspect of a whole language? Or are we trying to use language that we have to communicate? And over time, our language grows to include more and more situations where we can easily and accurately use the language we have. When I was in Italy a few months ago, I was at our favorite pizzeria with friends, a native Italian speaker, an advanced Italian speaker, and a non-Italian speaker, but who is bilingual. And this part is critical to point out because I feel very linguistically infantile among this group of very accomplished women. Anyway, the server came to greet us, and I know her from when we lived there, so she and I chatted a bit about the kids, life in Germany, how long we were vacationing, and so on. When she left, my non-Italian-speaking friend said, oh, wow, so you're basically fluent now. And it caught me off guard because I don't think of myself as fluent in Italian. But what had my friend witnessed? She saw me having a spontaneous, easy conversation that flowed smoothly. Granted, she didn't hear my mistakes or my tiny hesitations, but yeah, this everyday conversation was fluent. So can I easily and accurately use a language? Not the whole language. The rest of the dinner conversation proves that no, I cannot, because I couldn't easily navigate every Italian interaction with my native and advanced speaking friends. But can I easily and accurately use Italian language in many situations? Absolutely. So whether or not I'm fluent really doesn't matter. I can communicate when the situation arises, and that's really all that matters for me and how I need to use the language. So I really want to encourage you today to think about this for yourself. If you think of fluency as a goal, remember that there will never be a definitive point in time when you will be able to say, I am fluent now. I wasn't a minute ago, but now I am. You will be able to say you're fluent. Of that, I have no doubt. But then consider that even when you do become fluent, for all intents and purposes, you may not even acknowledge it. Because fluency isn't a stationary place where we remain in every situation and at every energy level. You may not recognize your own fluency because it isn't free of mistakes, always speaking flawlessly. And you may not notice that you've slid into fluency because there is no fluency finish line. It isn't a level to reach. Remember that even the most well-known and accomplished linguists, polyglots, and language learners out there can't even agree on exactly what fluency is with respect to a specific proficiency level. 
So really quick, what can we substitute in our language goals and language learning vocabulary for fluency? What can we focus on instead that will get us where we want to go? I'm sure all of you can come up with dozens of answers now, if you haven't already. So I'll just leave you with my final thoughts. Focus on your progress. I shared several resources for how to do this in the show notes of episode 22, so I'll link that episode in today's notes, but focus on what you are achieving. Frequently celebrate your accomplishments, whether you completed a language course book, ordered food in your new language, or had an hour-long conversation. Celebrate the wins to remind yourself that you're moving forward and congratulate your hard work. Reconsider your goals. Like I said, if fluency has been a goal of yours, it's time to think about exactly what that means to you and define goals that have a conclusive finish line. Again, there are lots of resources out there for uncovering what that can look like, and I'll get you started by linking some in the show notes. And finally, I think it would be so cool to hear and see people using the words fluent and fluency in a more day-to-day and relaxed way. These words are often romanticized and put up on a pedestal, and while they have certain implications for things like getting a job in a particular language, although I think proficiency levels are probably more decisive there, for the everyday language learner, we can use these words earlier in our journeys. I had a fluent conversation in Italian with a server at the pizzeria. Not mistake-free, but it flowed effortlessly. I fluently order food delivery in German. I fluently introduced myself to my neighbor asked my child's teacher what the homework assignment was, talked for 30 minutes in a conversation about my favorite foods. I fluently, what? Fill in the blank for yourself. What conversations have you fluently had? What phrases can you say so fluently that you don't have to even think about what they mean or when to say them? Fluency doesn't have to be reserved for the advanced speakers. You are capable of having fluent conversations and interactions even at the beginner level. Yes, they're beginner fluent, and I'm not telling you to go around and tell people you're fluent in an entire language, but why not start using that descriptor earlier in our journeys when it's appropriate and true? I think this subtle shift could start making fluency less out of reach, less of an unattainable state, and more like something that's a part of us through our entire journey. Fluency grows with us. It moves forward with us. So instead of reaching out for fluency, hold its hand and bring it along as you continue learning, improving, and speaking your new language. This is the end of my thoughts on this for today. I'm going to leave tons of links in the show notes for setting language goals and also for other thoughts and conversations on fluency. The thoughts I've shared today are my own, but this isn't a new conversation, and so many people in the language learning community have very interesting and pointed ways of speaking about fluency, different perspectives, and great tips for how to move forward without fluency as a goal. So I will leave you with that. Have a wonderful language learning week. And until next time, ciao.